Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Trista Crick, Nick Ashew, Ryan Horvath, out again. This should surprise no one, Trista. 99% of the money, according to John Ewing, on Christian McCaffrey, over 78.5 rushing yards at BetMGM. Most bet player prop for Don't tomorrow night. Don't. I mean, I've already... the chalk just be hitting. It, so, listen, we've already watched what he's been able to do. Giants aren't very good right now. No. I'd go all in on Christian McCaffrey. thousand percent. Christian McCaffrey has been a workhorse, and he's been really healthy, and he's somewhat relegated Debo Samuel to just being like a gadget guy. Because at oh. one point they were using Debo Samuel as their lead back, They were. They were. Especially catching balls out of the backfield. Though I will say, to, to cushion yourself, just in case uh, there's a little bit more in the pass game this you know, tomorrow with McCaffrey, maybe just take the uh, rushing and receiving yards. Just because he's able to do both. Like, yeah. with I mean, Debo can do it too. But, like, Christian McCaffrey's one of those guys where you're like, you know what, just in case they use him a little bit differently game by game, which is always a possibility, I always like taking the combos with some of those guys. Like Isaiah Pacheco last week, it was I think it was 57.5 rushing plus receiving yards, and he didn't. He had one catch for zero yards, but he went over it just in rushing alone. So it's like allowing you never your, know how he's going to be used. Allowing yourself to have a cushion with some of those guys makes all the difference in the world just to kind of give yourself that extra little parachute. All right, J.P. Finley jumps on with us now. NBC4 Sports, 106.7 The Fan, Monumental Sports Network, the official first day of that uh, as, as well, is that that name has changed over. How you doing, buddy? I just First off, I want to congratulate you. You're getting to cover a 2-0 and team right now. I don't know how long this is going to last, <laughs> but damn it, it's a new owner. It's a 2-0 and team, so at least expectations now are... I, I, they're... You feel like we're watching a commander's team that even with what happened in Denver, the 18-point comeback, and it just feels like a team that's at least capable now, right? There's, it's no, They're not a punchline anymore. I don't think they're going to win against the Bills, and maybe you feel differently, but this feels like a team that you can at least look at and take seriously moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've always had talent, right? And they've had some serious limits in, in various spots that have held them back tremendously. I think quarterback's probably the top of that list. I think, you know, in D.C., and I, I know you guys know the market and everything, I think there's this confluence of factors that has made momentum so high. One, they start 2-0. and um, you got to beat the Cardinals. And then the comeback in Denver was really pretty exciting. I mean, they're down 21-3 early in the second quarter, come all the way back. It was just a wild back-and-forth affair. But if you go back even further, you've got the sale of the team. And getting rid of Dan Snyder, bringing in the Josh Harris group, has, has really changed the environment for, for which the players have to operate. And some of that is at games when there were so many fans that were just angry walking in because they hated the owner. Uh, some of it's dumb stuff like social media. I mean, those guys would post a picture with their kids or playing basketball or of a new car, and they they just get flooded with comments like, Dan Snyder sucks. Like it just <laughs> It's just like this annoyance that is now out of their life. Um, and then I think you add Eric Bieniemy, who's a real offensive coordinator with a real track record of success. Uh, and then the emergence of Sam Howell. They, they've had a good defense. The defense shouldn't be surprising anybody. Uh, they had good weapons. That shouldn't be surprising anybody. But capable play calling, um, creative play calling, and then capable quarterbacking, maybe good quarterbacking, all of a sudden you feel like you got a real thing here. 
Yeah, I want to follow up on what you have to say about Eric Bieniemy because in the off season that article came out where it was like, oh, Eric Bieniemy is being mean to us, and Ron Rivera has to step in, and 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 we wondered like, how is this team going to operate with someone who's going to hold them accountable? Now that they're two and zero, we obviously see that it's working. What's the vibe around him? How are players responding to him from what you can actually see with your own two eyes? Yeah, you know that when when that kind of little thing kicked up, it was Ron's fault for like kind of overspeaking, which he has a tendency to do, and then he had to like try to walk it back the next day. I I don't think there were real complaints. They were just running a lot, and some of these veteran players probably weren't used to the amount of running that the enemy had them doing. Uh, I, I think now at two and zero, and I think especially the, the Cardinals game. If you guys got to watch, it was kind of a dog. I, they did enough to win. But they probably could have beaten two or three NFL teams that day. They just lucked out and played one of the two or three they could beat. The Denver game, offensively, they look good. In, in the second half against Denver, a defense that has been pretty good over the years, they, they, they had impeccable timing on their screen plays. They got the run game going. Hal connected with Terry McLaurin on just a beautiful, you know, oh. deep shot that – you know, Terry high pointed. It, it was a it was a it was a coverage they had identified during the week. They got it. Hal and Terry knew exactly what they wanted to do, and it worked. I mean, even the throw Hal Hal made to Logan Thomas, where he got absolutely cheap shotted in the end zone, and Kareem Jackson should should be suspended. Um, you know that that was a great throw. So offensively, you're starting to see the pieces come together, and that more than anything will get players to buy in, right? It, it, it's easy to kind of complain about running a heck of a lot in August of a DC summer, um, but you know you get to two and zero, and that's all water under the bridge. So. You mentioned, obviously, what Sam Howell looked like in that game. I mean, that dart that he threw in that touchdown to T.J. McLaurin was beautiful. But there's also some mistakes that we've seen through the first couple games. And, look, rightfully so. Young quarterback and experience hasn't started a lot of games. You would expect that to be the case. So his passing yards are set at 220 and a half. When, when you look at what you've seen through – let's just look at the – just for, forget last year. Let's just look at the first two starts for Sam Howell right now. Do you see a guy that you can count on to lead this team week after week as – Maybe not a franchise quarterback at this point, but from what we saw leading that comeback against Denver, do you see that as something that, all right, this could be Sam Howell every single week, or there's still a lot of question marks in your eyes from what he's done on the field? It's a great question. I I don't know definitively that answer. I'm not sure anybody does, but I I think there are real reasons to like Sam. Specific to the 224 this week, I kind of like the over. Now, it's a big jump for what his numbers have been. They've been flirting right around 200. So for them to move that up 20% shows you that, that they think it's going to be different. I'm also – I think you can move the ball against Buffalo. But I, as far as Howell, man, I, I you know, I've covered every practice he's had in the pros. He has some – characterization of, of an it factor. He Just the way he carries himself, when you talk to him, he's got this quiet confidence. He's got a cannon of an arm. He's got good feet. He can scramble, but he's super accountable. There's like no there's, there's confidence without arrogance and, you know, if you go watch the Denver game again, so, so week one he made a terrible mistake trying to spin back at his own at his own goal line, didn't protect the football, gets poked away, gives up a fumble six. That's a that is an indefensible mistake, and he owned it. It didn't happen. Now, might it happen again? Sure, but it did. In the immediacy, it didn't happen again. The the biggest 
issue he could fix is the ball's got to come out faster. You got to start throwing it away. You can't take sacks all the time. And if you watch just the first half of the sack versus the second half of the Broncos game, you see it happen in real time. The kid's very smart and can process that stuff. So, um, and dude, he went from two turnovers to none against the Broncos. So like these things are happening as we're watching. What is the ceiling on that? How much, how much can that, you know, methodical improvement continue? I, I don't know that. Um, you know, I, I don't think anybody's going to, I don't think he's making the Pro Bowl this year or anything, but it, to me, they've got somebody here that you can build around that they haven't had probably since Kirk and half the city hated him and, and maybe since Robert and his leg hated him. So, like, they haven't had something <laughs> like this in a really long time. So there's a lot that's been made out of the connection and the chemistry that uh, he has with Jahan Dotson. The number for Jahan, I believe, was 54, no, 43 and a half. The number for Tor- Terry McLaurin receiving yards, 49 and a half, juice minus 120 to the over. If you had to choose one uh, between those two props, which one would you choose to go over on? Jahan's just the standard 110. Just the standard 110. Juice minus 120 to the under. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of interesting. Honestly, I, I I may have said it with you guys. I, I know I did a bunch of kind of national hits before the season started, and I, I told – I was really high on Dotson. I thought he was a real natural fit for Eric Bieniemy's offense. It's been kind of slow developing, uh, and, and the only kind of shots that have worked were, were to McLaurin, and I think those will continue. Um, Hal also seems like a guy that really spreads it out. And if you look at if you look at the Chiefs offense in the brief post Tyreek Hill era when, when Eric Bieniemy was there, you had Kelsey, but everything else was just kind of a spread it around and, and we'll hit the open guy today. And I, I think Terry nobody's Tyreek but and nobody's Kelsey, but Terry might be the yo, we gotta make sure we get this guy the ball, and everybody else is just gonna kinda get it when they're open. Curtis Samuel was the leading leading yardage guy for the team week one. Um, so I, I don't know, man. The, the Dotson stuff is not going the way I envisioned it, but they're winning, so I don't think anybody's worried about it. I also think, I mean, if I had to look at totals for this game, I would be curious about Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson receiving totals. I'd, I'd be – Logan Thomas – suffered that incredible cheap shot last week. Uh, I, we didn't even physically see him on Wednesday. When I, I didn't see him in the locker room. I didn't see him at the practice field. Like He got blasted and is in the concussion protocol. I, I don't know, but I find, I find it very hard to believe he plays this weekend. With the use of tight ends in this offense, I, I'd look at John Bates and Cole Turner. That may be a deep cut. It might be hard to find. But if you can get receiving yardage plays for those guys, I'd be interested in the over on both. Uh, I imagine they're fairly marginal. And if you even if you can get catches, like if if you find a line out there that's a you know a catch and a half, I'd be pretty interested because Logan was getting targets. I don't think he's going to play, but I know I know that Cole Turner's going to be on the field a ton, and I know that Sam Howell. And Cole Turner, Cole Turner's got great hands, proved he can play physical enough uh, this training camp. And I, I won't be surprised if those two guys combined for six catches, 85 yards. I don't know what the numbers are, but I think you might be able to find something there. 
Yeah, nothing. They're only Dotson and a McLaurin at BetMGM right now, but obviously we still yeah. got a few days. Marino, That's the problem. Like, will that even emerge? Because they're waiting I, to hear about Logan, right? I think we yeah. could see Bates, but I think, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. With if him. he's ruled out, I bet you you get at least one backup tight end. We yeah. saw it when Kelsey was ruled out that you got Blake Bell, so... What about on the defensive side? I mean, there's nothing obviously there yet either in the, the prop side of things, but we saw, I, I mean, Chase Young get involved in the pass rush. Just out on the field was a, a win at this point right now. Is that something we can expect to uh, see? Because we know what that defensive line brings to the table, but now adding a Chase Young on top of that, I mean, that's something that Josh Allen and this that offensive line for the Bills is going to really have to deal with. Totally. I You know... This will sound like I'm bashing the guy, and I don't mean it, but he's just he's so removed from the consistent high level of play. I think I think Chase Young might be there right now, and and once you see it for a few weeks, you can start to count on it. But I mean, he might be their fourth best defensive lineman behind Allen and Payne are playing at just an outrageous level. You could pick which one of those two is playing better. Deron Payne forced his own three and out last week. Like he had a personal <laughs> three and out. He made three straight stops, and the Broncos had the punt. Um, Payne and Allen are playing at an incredible level. Um, coming into this, I tweeted this out earlier. The Bills on the season through two games have three sacks total. Montez Sweat has the same sack total as the Buffalo Bills. Um, while, while everybody's getting so caught up in Micah Parsons' number and how he's filling up the entire stat sheet, and he is, and I'm not taking anything away from what Parsons is doing, but look at the stats because Parson, because uh, Sweat is matching him stat for stat. Uh, one of them has a forced fumble. One of them has a fumble recovery. But outside of that, everything is the same. Um, Sweat's playing at an elite level. I, I got to be in the locker room when the – I get my Bosa's mixed up. When the Nick Bosa contract uh, got announced and every – Sweat and Chase, who are both pending free agents, saw every one of those dollars and were like – took notice for sure. Um, so I think – I think, yes, you can expect that level of play from Chase. It, the health has been the issue. Uh, when I saw him when training camp started was the best he had looked since I saw him in 2020 when training camp started, his rookie season when he won Defensive Rookie of the Year. And, and as long as he stays healthy on the field, I, I think he can be a, a major impact player. Brian Robinson has been electric so far. Uh, the Bills in Week 1 allowed Brees Hall to go crazy. And then uh, against the Raiders, Josh Jacobs actually, what, nine carries for negative yards like people on their couch getting more yards so uh like you look at brian robinson's number uh you're looking at in the 50s i think 55 is his rushing number um 55 and a half what would you do there like what do you expect the bills doing to stop him and like what do you expect in terms of the running back by committee that we've seen from washington for years and years yeah that number just scares me off a little i heard some stat today maybe today or yesterday that Robinson has maybe the longest streak in the NFL of at least 50-plus yard games. I want to say he has nine straight games of 50-plus yards. I, I'm, I'm guessing at that set, so don't quote me on it. But um, I, it just it seems weird. It seems low for a guy that's getting volume and, and generally hitting that. And I, I just – I don't I don't know enough, but maybe – I mean, dude, Sam Howell – in the first half last week had 30 pass attempts and it was something I want to say it was like 24 week one of the previous week I, I don't in Denver ironically even though they were down 21 to 3 they were able to get a lead and then they tried to give the ball to B-Rob to kind of ice it away I don't necessarily see that game flow in this game and I, I have no real logic on it just the number makes me nervous 
All right, in literally five seconds, do the Commanders make it 3-0 against the Bills? I think they cover. I don't know if they win. There you go. I think the D-line calls turnovers. That's enough for me. J.P. Finley, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. See you guys. Yeah, cover. You know what? I'll take the cover. That's all we need. Would you rather coming up next is BetMGM Tonight.